<laughs> Guys, I, I have a I have a confession to make. Okay. Um, so you know, there's, there's this song, this very controversial song that Fantano likes that for a long time I've been dissing. Mm-hmm. That wait, it's pretty catchy. But wait, is this like Donda? No, what? What? <laughs> is this like Donda? Don, Donda, I mean, no. I really hope I, I, really hope I know what you're talking about. It, I mean, I agree. It's a song that Fantano uh, really likes that a lot of people are like, <laughs> like freak. Too. Yeah, that Marco likes as well. That Aiden doesn't like. Or you guys both listen to it without me on the podcast. So oh, we're... Huh? So I, I, I'm i going to say it right now, right here and now. Oh, Set the record man. straight that WAP is a good song. I love WAP, bro. <laughs> I re-listened to it a couple Wap days ago. WAP is a good song. I listened we to it. Stay, we stray further from God. I listened to it again. What's wrong days. with it, bro? The production, is, the beat goes hard. Uh, yeah, it goes hard, like rocking my brain. Get out of oh, I thought you were going a different route with that uh, statement you just said. <laughs> no, right? No. <laughs> no. It goes pretty hard, dog. It's cool. It's cool. I want to shout yeah, out. Swaddle me, drip down the side of me. <laughs> I just want to shout out that song. Just For set the record. Doing it's well written. To set the record straight. It hit a billion on Spotify. That's cool. It hit the billionaires club. That's awesome. But. We are back. We are sitting here. We we're chilling. We're chilling. I'm listening to WAP right now. It's been it's been a bit of time. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we're here. We're back. We're back in the lab. As um, you know, Kanye was. We are. We're back in the lab and shit. Deep. We're not knee deep, bro. Title this episode, you better title this episode. Aiden doesn't like wet ass pussy. Uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you can do Aiden doesn't like WAP. Do that. I can't do that, bro. Doesn't fit the formatting anymore. Are you gonna say I like WAP? That's going in the description, though. Okay, you know you like it, too, bro. Okay, I don't even Not know why we're... the song, but the literal sense. Um, I don't like this. We're, we're, we're going a little too crazy right now. No, so, we're not. Right, right, we're so, not. Okay. We're, this is the second episode of season I don't actually know, because the anchor's not loading right now. Seven? No, I thought it's eight. I can't it's I can't it's check. Oh, it's, it's, it's seven, I checked. Yeah, it's sort of six. Then. Okay, we're episode two of season seven. Uh, we're uh, of our Charlie XCX season. And so, um, last week we, or not last week, a couple weeks ago, we talked about True, Man, Tro, True Romance, which is her debut album. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were we were a bit um, sour on it. We were, uh, Aiden liked it the most out of all of us. He had a, a solid time with it at least uh but both mark and i were a bit less excited about it That's but we're crazy, here yeah. with um we're gonna be talking about sucker today which i think is a very pivotal album especially this career, yeah. especially this kind of period of time this year of 2014 yeah. is a very pivotal year for her music so Aiden's gonna be talking about um the creation. So yeah, give um, it to us straight, I'm Aiden. For this because like I don't see much to read from. I mean, uh, from my sources, um, it basically just says that uh, uh, in in March of 2014, she uh, 
revealed that she was working on her second album um, with Weezer uh, frontman Rivers Cuomo. Um, Wait, he's on. He worked on this. Apparently, must have been the guitar. And Rostam, but. Batman, dude, Batman worked on the sound of Vampire Weekend. Oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense now. Um, and uh, Stargate Duo and John Hill were also confirmed as producers. Okay, um, now this makes sense now. So, uh, I okay. So beyond that, um. She, I guess, I guess this kind of gets into a little meaning, but um, she, she still defined it as uh, she still wanted to remain um, like kind of a. It was, it's still a pop record, like obviously, but um, What's her black she, albums? yeah, uh, she wanted, yeah. um, she wanted a uh, or it has quote a very shouty girl power, girl gang, bow wow wow feel. I mean, um, I felt it. I felt so, that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that's did, a quote. Dude, I feel in the gal pow pow, or whatever you know. I do, I do feel it. Um, uh, Are we talking about the album now? Uh, yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait! I got stuff oh. to mention to add on to the okay. creation. So yeah, go ahead. This reason why it's pivotal is also yeah. this year kind of was her breakout, her mainstream breakout. In mm. terms of music, because of the, yeah, yeah, because of um, Iggy Azalea's uh, song "Fancy," which, yes. as everyone knows except for Aiden. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot you didn't know that one. <laughs> that song slaps though. Yeah, uh, that song was highly successful and um, kind of pushed, and it did hit number one, and really? yeah, it did. And both of them being their first ones, it kind of, like, both being kind of early on in their career artists, it kind of pushed them to mainstream success with that. And so, they're, that kind of made it so that they um, were much more looked at, and so that kind of... And then she also, during that period, also was writing for other artists as well, and she, like, Like worked... uh rihanna gwen stefani another she wrote on another azalea track and so and then she also gave the boom clap song to the fault in our star soundtrack which i don't know if that i don't know how big that movie actually was when it came out let's check the box office numbers shall we (laughs) my movie my sister liked that movie they made 300 mil okay yeah so that movie was really successful so by john green uh, yeah yeah the book so it kind of uh, is like all this according to this it says that her album was pushed back because of the success of boom clap which hit number eight that wasn't number one no, no, Boom Clap was not number one. It was that, number eight. Number eight? That song is everywhere. But, yeah, so it kind of was this mainstream breakouts so that that's where this project kind of comes in. So, now we have uh, Sucker. Sucker. That's what you are, Corbin. <laughs> Why? Why am I a sucker? 
Uh, I don't know. Dude, this album slaps. Yeah, straight up. This album's so I good. It's pretty good. This is Ashley my quarrels. The writing still isn't great, and I yeah. think I, I mean, dude, I don't even my only major I don't even care about no writing problems, bro. This is fun. Like the writing wasn't like I. It was more. I think it was uh, a little more in depth than last time. Oh yeah, but, it's, like, it's a. It still wasn't it's yeah. not, nothing amazing, but. You know, I think it, what, I only, what do you really expect from like you know? Well, uh, you know, a pop, pop album, a pop album. I know it can, but like, like I don't know. No, I'm still I'm holding against anything it. grand, but like I'm I not mean, gonna, yeah, it, it's not a huge it, thing. It, it can be green. Yeah, it can, but you don't expect it to be. Well, shit. Come on. Well, it's not going to be grand. Does grand mean good? No, grand just means like something like. Like the writing doesn't always have to be like extravagant and like huge and like have to have this whole. It can like, be good though. It yeah I know and it is kind of good like it's not bad. Well I think it's okay I think but the problem with this is that I, that's my biggest problem so it, it still doesn't like fully hook me but it, it was just kind of a vibe the whole time. Yeah I mean it was nice to listen to. But, but the I think the last two tracks like everything just kind of starts to taper off a little bit. I disagree but, with are that. We counting, bro. Uh, are we counting Red Balloon? Yes. Yes. Sure. Okay. Well, then you're insane, Mark. <laughs> yes. You oh, like Red no. Balloon? Let's well, actually, go. no. I will say probably the last four songs are like, dude. Yeah, three out of the four of those last four tracks are great. I think it. I think the stuff like the starts the best. My thing is good. my thing Not more is for like a pop album. For me, at least, it doesn't hit that high ceiling that I see other pop albums that I really like hit. Yeah. Especially, like, her other stuff. Yeah. But I, my thing that I like about this album, for me, is there's a lot of stuff on this album that I really like that I see her that is very similar to the stuff she does later. Like, the way it sounds and the way she does choruses and stuff. And it makes me say, this is exactly what she's designed to do or like not, sorry not what she's designed to do what she's meant to do i'd say yeah, yeah. i'd say in terms of like okay i think like olivia rodrigo sour like i'd say that's like a perfect pop album in terms of what a pop album needs to accomplish that's like the peak of what you can get for entertainment and writing everything this is kind of my problem with this is that it doesn't have the great writing and I think, like I said, tapers off in the end. Like I think, stuck in the middle is my least favorite song. Is that what it's called? On the middle. Hot in the middle. Yeah. Bro, Are you disrespectful, bro? bro? Straight up. This is so disrespectful. I can't believe this. Dude, that's literally like a uh, song that sounds straight off of like a later album of hers. So. Was it? Um... I think London Queen is probably my least favorite. Bro, you're disrespecting what? that song. I, okay, bro, I got out of here. No, dude, I was just like, what is this? I was kind of crazy. London Queen is so good, bro. I love the JFK line, bro. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, that, I really like that. Wait, how is it cringe, though? I, it's just, I don't it's know. Cause it's it just good. gives me all the, like, the Party in the USA vibes. And the Party in the USA is good. Is. The Party in the USA is good, bro. Okay, it's good, like, does slap though. Okay, it's I, no, it like the sound is I, just the writing isn't. I don't know, it's just kind of like. Uh... That's really my favorite written track. Really? Yeah. It's very fun. Uh, this album is just fun. That's why. That's. I mean, it did go by fast. Yeah. Well paced. Everything's like two minutes. Yeah. Let's get into the <laughs> Number five, I have 
die tonight. Number four, I have gold coins. Number three, I have body of my own. Number two, I have London Queen. And number one, I'm doing it now. Let's go. What did you say? Dude, you're cool. Your wrist is cool, uh, bud. Uh, so, at number five, I got Red Balloon. Okay. I have to, all right, all right. that that song slaps really hard. We got London Queen. We kind of talked about yeah. that already. London Queen. I really like the writing. I really just that one's a lot of fun. Yeah, that one's just like a really fun track. Actually, most all these are fun. Uh, Die Tonight. Yeah. I really like as well. That's my number three. Caught in the Middle is my number two. All right, and then doing it is my yeah. number one. Dude. That, Dude, song, that song. See, ah. see, I listened to this album actually like. A day after we did the first episode of the season yeah. and yeah. mostly because i like got i found the doing it song and then i like listen i'm like okay if this is on this album that means this album is like a different sound yeah than the Dude. that song slap that song is incredible that 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 is enough that that for me is the most clear example of something that that's kind of what she'll keep on doing like on her later yeah. projects that's kind of especially like crash as well as um a bit on her self-titled charlie album okay but yeah that's Dude, doing it now bro it's, doing yeah. it is so good what do you what, what's your list yeah uh, i will say uh <laughs> i didn't realize this but uh Four of the five are the last four songs. <laughs> okay. Damn. Number five. Um, I'm going to do Need Your Love. Number four. I'm going to do Break the Rules. Number three. Uh, probably Die Tonight. Did you not make the list beforehand? Yeah, you're like making no. it right now. The way I you're was undecided. I was undecided. <laughs> the way you're like reading it off, it seems like you're like, uh, uh, like looking through the entire thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I had to think about it because I, uh, there, I didn't have a definitive list. I had an idea. Um, okay, so uh, die tonight, three, caught in the middle two, and dude, uh, red balloon got our number one. I think I realized I don't even look through my list when I'm done. I never relook at my list ever. Yeah, you should, you know, but I'm always like, well, if I felt that way in a moment, it's gotta be right. Dude, Red Balloon was an amazing. Listen. I listened to it while I was on Discord with Corbin. And I was yeah, because like, I told him to listen to it. Because I listened to it and I went, "This is so." I'm like, "This is really good." And then I told Mark to listen to it. Or I texted it to I him while Red he was. Red Balloon and Break the Rules are the two songs I've heard before. This. You've heard, heard Red, Red Balloon? Balloon? What? Yeah, I've heard Red Balloon. Before. You haven't well, you've heard? You've never heard Boom Clap? Uh, have I? Bro. I don't remember. How do you? How? That's really weird that you've heard Red Balloon and not Boom Clap. Yeah, I definitely remember Red Balloon and uh, Break the Rules. Maybe your family played it or something. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I know Break the Rules. That's when I know that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I knew pretty... that. I knew that and Boom Clap. That's it. I didn't know any other thing. I know like four. I think I knew four off of this which one i think i know four four yeah i forgot exactly which ones there's a couple other ones that i because i knew boom clap break the rules there's like a couple other ones i it's like oh yeah i've heard this before yeah good progression as an artist i was like dang yeah that's my thing because 
my thing was yeah that mixing issue with the previous one and like just not being very engaging because of that mixing this yeah. like i knew as soon as i listened to that doing it song as well like i was like okay nothing like mixing or mastering wise is as good as this song on the previous album so yeah. that must mean the whole project is kind of that way yeah and it's a very good follow-up like it's a very good progression yeah yeah where it feels like that first project was kind of like amateurish that seems like she like yeah kind of like yeah. now got now has like the feel for like what more in her own yeah yeah like feeling for like what she for like mute for like what makes a good project well, ranking? I mean, rating? I'll give it a 7. That's what I would give it. It's good, it's but I feel like it needs... It doesn't hit that ceiling as... Yeah, yeah. A lot of the pop yeah. albums I really like. Like, a lot of the Rihanna... A lot of Rihanna stuff and Taylor Swift's 1989 or whatever. I think that's the album title. Oh, good. Song's up that slap. Yeah. 89? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, uh, 7 as well. Whoa! Wow, wait, 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 yeah, I was gonna say when, when is this, like the what? This can't be the first time. No, we've never done it before. Yeah, we've definitely done it before. Yeah, we but, gave yeah. the same score for that. Uh, the crow. Oh, looked at me. We all we... gave it a nine. Yeah. Nice. Yes. We've definitely probably done it before on other stuff. So but... we're gonna talk about meaning and crew consensus, but first, before we do that, next week we're going to. It's gonna be two things because. Oh what? We gotta talk about Room Room EP. Oh oh yeah, we're gonna do the EP. So that's just how long EP. is that? It's like twelve minutes. Oh, okay, that's not bad. So then we're going to do. We're probably I'm gonna split. I'm gonna break our rule of splitting projects up. So because in 2016 is when Room Room EP came out, but in 2017 she dropped two projects. Um, okay. number one angel and pop two, but both are because number one angel is thirty seven minutes and pop two is forty minutes. So what I'm gonna yeah. do was gonna we're gonna split these two projects up. But so we'll do number one angel because that's the one that came first with um room room EP. Mm, okay, yeah. So then and then we'll do pop two after that then. Okay. But yeah. All right. Just to make that so we're separate instead of doing our rule of same year, just because it makes the most sense to yeah just split it up because I feel like it would just flow better. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> we gotta do I mean, just talk about some meaning a little bit. I don't got a lot, and I kind of just see it as like more. I mean, she talks about she's like an American, like a more of American life. Yeah, and being in America after this, and just kind of evolving more into the drug, like Hollywood life, and it's more. I don't know. Most of this was just kind of just like fun, like indulging. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of meaning to it. It's like heartbreak stuff, but you know, what's your, what do the critics think though? Um, I think I gotta look at the previous album because I can't actually remember what that one. Because I, I know yeah, that one was really good, positive. Yeah, it was, good. Yeah, it was really fun. positive. So. It's actually lower on Metacritic by like one point. I think what Pitchfork gave the first one a higher score. 
that's just insane. Well, it's a different writer, so. Yeah. Uh, wait, is that that's a six from the Guardian? What? Compared to the f eight out of ten that they gave the first one. How do you give that an so it appears that this is a lesser acclaimed project, but it's still like positive. But it kind of surprises me because everything here just is much better and way more catchy and way yeah. more fun and just, like regardless of like like any of the mixing issue because that could just be an us problem. I don't think it is though, but it just seems like. Yeah, a lot of it's just, like, much less. Um, it yeah. debuted at number 28, the U.S. Billboard. Cool. In the, uh, what? I swear it says... Uh, what did... In the U.K., because she's in the U.K., it was at number 15. Number 15? Yeah, which is much higher than her first album, which was at 85. Yeah. Oh, dang. And yeah, so the, yeah, it's relatively positive. By May 2020, it, this actually project hasn't really sold like a crazy amount. In UK alone, it's only sold 46,000 units by May 2020. Bruh. But that also makes sense in terms of like the other mu like her other albums, because those are more widely successful. Yeah. But in general, it's really positive, but not as positive as the previous project, surprisingly. This is, this is weird. That's, hmm. yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. Now we can talk about our week. Aiden, what did you do? Um. Did I do? Uh, watch it a bit more of season five, you know. Come on, how far are you? I'm still Sorry, only I'm still only an episode in. I haven't had a lot of time this oh, week okay, to watch yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Kind of some crazy stuff happening. Dude, I got you spoiled know? for the new season, and I'm very angry. Oh, that's unfortunate. I, I nothing crazy has even happened yet. I've, I'm caught up. Um, doesn't something happen to someone? Ladio. No, no. no. Oh. I swear, I'm gonna text you. Oh wait, I didn't watch the new episode yet. That's probably it. Okay, yeah, because that's what I learned. So yeah. Um. Because I was like, um, I'm like, I see all yeah, this stuff going on. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who spoiled you? Um, I clicked on a post on Okay Buddy Chickenery, and literally all the comments were memes about it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. At least it could be worse. The thing was spo also spoiled literally like a day after on the Better Call Saul Twitter. They like spoiled what happened. Bruh. And I'm like, okay. Dude, what I, did the Better Call Saul Twitter is like off the, like, just, I was like, just going you can't, right I'm like, now. you can't do that. I'm like, what? Like, I understand like the Disney thing of they like, I know they changed their profile pictures at the end of like seasons or something to like things that happened in the show. But like yeah. that's a little different. This is like, like, yeah. like imagine how insane. Like obviously people probably predicted that uh, Walt and Jesse are coming back. But imagine how insane it would have been if they never even like said anything. It just happened. I think that's because like, it's happening like, in the first f f six episodes. That's why. I think that's I guess, why. But still, it's just like 
I don't know. I, I think that's. Sort of I think. I think that's why. I don't because... think it would have been. I don't think it would have been insane if they didn't say anything because it's kind of expected. Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't know. I, I think. Still, I think it's because. It's like, I think it's because. Then why, but then. To get more viewers to watch it. I also think yeah, it's. Pro I think partially part of it was because I. I. I don't know how many episodes they showed at the premiere. But I had a feeling that like maybe some the episodes that they showed at the premiere might have shown them in it. Maybe yeah. So that information, because that information would have been probably leaked out, no matter what. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of something where it's like, yeah. But yeah, I'm still. I want to get. I got to binge it so I can get caught up. I want to watch season six as it comes out because. If I already know that whatever happens happens, that means the rest of the season is going to be kind of insane. Yeah. What else? What else have you been doing, Adam? Um. No, that's not. Um, I've been uh, well finished a book called Things They Carried for Class. Uh, really good book. Uh, being on more book, but it's like this. Like it's a it's an interesting experience. It's just the way he writes it is like, like just like he mixes like fictional events in with the real stuff and like it's 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 just an interesting experience. It's it's more like a collection of stories, and it's just it's just an interesting book. So that was a really good book. Um, How far are you in fellowship right now? Um, I'm about halfway through. That, yeah, um, I'm almost done with. I guess book one it's called even yeah. though there's it's all in the fellowship but yeah oh so, that's right yeah it's like um, one of the two books yeah yeah I know what you mean yeah, yeah it's weird yeah but I'm I'm almost I'm like the chapter away from book two so that's cool. I'm still moving along on that um watch uh, Dead Poets again with family well not family but my sisters but that is family um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I meant like, like adopted a family. Like I meant like I guess I was like oh. oh thinking that you thought I meant the whole family or whatever. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. They're adopted. Wait, hang on. Yeah, no. Wait, am I getting the date? What was two weeks ago? Uh, I don't hang know. On. The twentieth. Not the twentieth. The fifteenth. Easter's the oh so can I talk about yeah I can talk about yeah because we haven't had one since Easter right yeah the Easter Wait, party was it yes it no, was yeah, the fifteenth fifteenth was yeah last we episode. did it on the fifteenth last oh Good Friday. okay Passion of the Christ cringe I watched it I'm gonna watch it just to and... hate it I think, it's gonna be um, I think I so the, it looks like uh, it's, I feel like it's gonna be, for it. it's gonna be torture porn I already know. I read that and I'm like, oh, going into it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be brutal, and it's just literally how I envisioned the Passion of the Christ, like nothing shocking. Right? I envision nothing because it's not real. Oh, just kidding. What? Yeah, you okay, heard me. Um, you heard me, bro. But like, it's real. They shot it. <laughs> <laughs> Get up, Aiden, now you gotta be hyped for the sequel. You already know. Oh yeah, yeah. Making it. Yeah, I know they are with Mel Gibson. This isn't this isn't a joke either. They actually are making it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, I hope they. I, I hope he gets resurrected. Movie, which makes perfect sense considering it's a Christian movie and 
it's obviously geared towards a Christian audience, so I think it's geared towards me exactly. Is this no gonna Aiden, can you can you understand. confirm if this is gonna make me religious after watching it? No, because Mel Gibson's in it. Probably oh no, not, he did he directed but... it. I keep I don't know why I keep thinking Mel Gibson directed it and then he stars as Jesus in the movie. <laughs> I always think he's Jesus and he's not. I don't know why though. I, I think, think it's because everyone always says it's Mel Gibson's movie. I I think it's probably because like I think of Braveheart, which he stars in that and he directed oh, it. Oh yeah. So yeah, I guess... like the Patreon and stuff like that. Well, yeah. I always forget. I always forget that he's a director. So I think of him as being like. Oh, he didn't direct the Patriot. Oh, I even... no. I watched. Oh, I remember. I watched most of Hacksaw Ridge, which he directed. I was like, bro, like, this is so bad. I'm gonna this beat you bad. now. What do you say? Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to beat you now. Um. Uh, else? Me and Mark listened to one album, two albums. No, one album. One album. I think yeah, Sound of Silver by uh, LCD Sound System. Um, it yeah, was, was pretty, it's pretty poppin'. Probably one of the best uh, drum parts yeah, of any really album, good. I think. Get listen to the opening um, on the his day de- on the debut. That song is insane. That Daft Punk. Oh yeah, yeah, is that the one? Good. Yeah. Mark told me this. That one's really like good. a. That's literally just a gorilla song, basically. Does it sound like yeah, a gorilla song? Yeah. Oh no! Wait, hang on. We didn't listen to two, right? Or no? Was that? No. Are you? Hang on. When did we listen to? Daft Punk is playing at my house. My house. See? Oh yeah. My All right. house. All right. All right. Yeah. Um... It's just literally a Daft Punk. Or not Daft Punk. It's literally just a gorilla song, basically. But it's good. It'd be. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, and I guess that's about it. Yeah. So, uh, someone else go. I'll go. go. I'll go. I'll go. Hey, I'll start with that. Bitch. Um. Okay. Go fuck yourself. I whoa, would if whoa, I could. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would if I could, but your mom's not here. Ah. That doesn't oh, even make whoa. sense. That doesn't even make sense, bro. Oh, oh yeah. That, wait, that wouldn't even be myself. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Whatever, it's a good comeback, bro. Okay. 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 So the first thing I listened to was uh, "House of Balloons" by um, Weekend, of course. Oh, it's a solid debut thing. It just doesn't really hook me like a lot of his other music does. I I, I can never really fully click into these early Weekend stuff. I think it just needs more depth depth in terms of production stuff. And these early projects don't really have that. Uh, I listened to some. I, I did some. Listen to some Lil Wayne. Uh, I listened to. I listened to No Ceilings, this random mixtape that has a song called Kobe Bryant, it, which I liked, and that was really good. It's solid. And I listened to the the Carter Four, which that's a lot of fun. Um, oh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? Push a T. No, no, not push it. No, it's talking about in the album. Um. Oh, T Pain. There's a song with T Pain on it that's really good. What song? Uh, How to Hate. Okay. Um, and the main thing I've been listening to for the last week is the new Pusha T album, Aiden's favorite artist. Yeah, he gave it a ten, remember? Yeah, he gave it a ten. Oh yeah, I did. I did. But I listen. I've been listening to it basically nonstop. Uh, his new album, it's almost dry, and it's incredible. I. I still don't know how we're like if it's my favorite one or daytona i 
like It's Almost Dry, I think, more, mostly because Daytona is so short. And Almost Dry is still short. It's still, like, 35 minutes. But there's a little bit more to chew on there, which I like. And I really enjoy that project a bunch. And I really listened to Daytona because I was like, I want to see how I feel about Daytona after this new album. And then today, Future, uh, the man himself, Future, dropped an album. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, There's a song with Kanye on it that's fucking crazy. Uh, That song... That would be crazy if Kanye's on it. It... It's the first Kanye like thing that feels fully like finished like his like so it turns out this is originally on like a Don- on Donda 2 oh. and This song has been supposedly like transformed like Kanye has like finished verses on it They the verses yeah. sound finished and they're like actually good verses like it doesn't sure. it doesn't seem like it's like a Well, he just mumbled his way through this beat Everything feels cohesive and just like well made, and it's really good. And it's fast paced, and the, but the project works really well because it blends softer, more like mellow uh, trap songs with uh, these uh, bumping, fast paced tracks, which uh, makes it a lot of fun. And it's a fun time. I was surprised I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, mostly because. Features very hit or miss, and so I've only seen you know a uh, you know a couple of actually I think I've seen technically three since last time. Yes, I have. I've seen three movies since last time. I watched Goblet of Fire again after years, yeah. and it's good. It's not that amazing. And then last week Friday I watched uh, Order of the Phoenix, which is also good, but it's not like amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I watched Bowling for Columbine. Oh, yeah. Which I really enjoyed. It's a really good documentary. And it's it reminds me a lot of Borat in a lot of ways. Mostly because of, like, the things that the director of the movie tries to accomplish with it. Which I like because, like, it takes it to talking. Like, the movie, it's... I like it because it actually has him going to talk to people and like it's not like a documentary where it's like oh I compiled a bunch of footage together from other people of them talking and like it feels like very just like guy a man and a cameraman go to different parts of the country asking people things about the situation and then like some research was done that's narrated by the director himself and It's very interesting because it's not really about Columbine. It's more about gun control and, like, what it means and, like, what why gun control is the way it is. Why is America... Why does America have the highest, like, gun death rate compared to other countries? Yeah. Like, what causes that? Is it because... And it kind of brings a lot of these things and, like... You, he talks to a lot of people and it's a very it's a documentary that you would think would be dated because it came out in 2002 and it's like 20 years old now but not at all feels like it's still like valid to this day and it's very surprising that way that it's still a valid piece of uh 
documentary filmmaking. It's really good. I'm excited. I'm going to watch more of his other stuff because I'm curious about, especially like Fahrenheit 9-11 and stuff. Because that's also kind of dies into the politics of that period of time with like 9-11, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, in terms of television, I finished watching Star Trek Discovery Season 4, and it's not very good, but I was kind of expected that. Um, I've watched a little bit of Better Call Saul. I finished season four, which was good. And last week I got the Steam Deck, so I've been kind of doing stuff on the Steam Deck. I haven't been a lot. I haven't had a lot of time to do stuff on it, but I've been playing a bit of Cyberpunk. I played through Portal on it last weekend. That was a lot of fun, especially the gyro control on it. That's a lot of. That's really good, actually. And I made a very interesting time. Yeah, that's kind of all I was. I've been doing. I think I only really watched movies. I wanted to watch more, but I didn't have a lot of time this week. Why well, time I missed it? I watched Spider Man No Way Home again, and this time I liked it less, like way less. So I was like, I watched it. And I was like, this is like not as good when you rewatch it again because it's like it's this a lot of it relies on nostalgia and shit yeah and also it's not really direct the direction is kind of boring and it's like dude you see the news that he the director is leaving the fantastic four project that's good and i'm like cool that means but else someone did bring something up where see the the it might actually end up worse because Someone actually brought up a good point about John Watts is that he's able to do actually a good job with the comedy stuff, I guess. Like, it's not too bad. Like, he... Better than other directors in the in the MCU, in terms of MCU movies. Like, it's a bit better. And I kind of, I'm like, I yeah, guess, I, yeah, I do agree with that. Um, like, he's still... Comp- he's, like... And someone brought up the fact that this actually could be worse because they could replace him with, like, an even worse like more generic director yeah i'm like i mean as he's like yeah you're raising someone that was generic with someone even more generic i'm like that could actually happen yeah which i'm like i hope that doesn't happen i hope they bring someone that's like a true like visionary in terms of direction yeah got i watched her by spike jones it was really good um i watched lola because i started watching the filmography of jacques demi which is like a french new wave well he's like a part of french new wave i forgot which section he is but there's like three sections of french new wave and he's one of them and he does mostly musicals the first two are musicals but he mostly does like kind of making a world that's fantastical stuff so i watched lola which is which is his debut it was from like 59 or something or it's like 60 or something like that and it was about um it's about it's kind of about a lot of people that revolve around this one woman called lola who's like she kind of with this one guy but this other guy it's like this whole thing but it's good oh it's all right it's i give it like a seven it's good then i watch bay of angels which is his second movie which is all about gambling and stuff and it's about this like bank clerk who like starts gambling and it made me want to gamble bro or (laughs) (laughs) It made me want to gamble, but also didn't want me to want to gamble. But I watched it and I was like, this looks fun. But then also not because he loses like a million dollars in like two seconds. But I'm like, it also looks fun when he earns it. I'll gamble someday, you know. 
but he was doing it and i was like this looks cool it shot really well and it's about like this guy's relationship with this woman that he meets and like how the relationship revolves around gambling it was great it was a good improvement over the last one then i watched umbrellas the umbrellas of Sharberg, which i watched um and it was really good it that's his third film, which is a musical. I gave it like a nine. It's really amazing. It's one of the most well shot movies I've ever seen. It's like the color palette insane. It's very, very similar to La La Land. I realized that a lot of people said this, and I watched it, and I and I think the director of La La Land, Damien Chazelle, said it. He was inspired by this. And I'm like, oh, this is like very heavily, but yeah. it's so fucking good. And the the whole thing is sung. So every single line of dialogue is sung. There isn't a single line of dialogue that isn't sang by someone. Hmm. And then I watched da, 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 The Tree of Life by Terrence Malick. So this is a very interesting movie. I watched it, and I watched it with my mom. And after the movie, she hated it so much. She said she doesn't want to watch a movie for a while. She's like, I'm not to move for all this so bad. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I was like, this is literally fucking incredible. So the whole thing, it's fucking insane. So the whole thing is about life, and just basically it's about life. So it starts with like these people getting news that their son died in like war or he was off and he died. And then the next 40 minutes of the movie completely goes around the characters and just shows it's like a nature documentary. There's no words. And it just shows how the earth was created. It goes 40 minutes. It was how the earth is created. And then it goes back and it follows this kid as he grows up with Brad Pitt as his father in like Texas in the fifties. And Brad Pitt's like abusive and shit. And it's like maybe the most well shot movie I've ever seen in my life. It's so well shot. It's it's by my man Emmanuel Lubeski. You already know he's the man. He's he's amazing. To other fan of other films, I've seen tomorrow with MVN. And then I watched Mikey and Nikki, which was Elaine May. I want to get into more Elaine May stuff because she was heavily involved with like uh, John Cassavetes and like um Mike Nichols and stuff. He did The Graduate and, and Mikey and Nikki. It's this gangster film, but it's about friendship. Really, it's about. This guy who's he's kind of in the mafia, but not really. He finds his friend Nikki. I get them mixed up. Which one was Peter Fox? Was Mike? Okay, yeah. So his friend Nikki calls Mikey up. He's like, "Hey, I, I need help. I need help. They're looking for me." He, so Mikey or Nikki has a hitman out on him. So the movie is Mikey realizing what his friend Nikki has turned into, and how he brings out the worst in him. There's a whole scene where Nikki is like fucking this like prostitute, and Mikey just sits there and he's waiting for them to be finished, and it's like a five minute scene. And then the whole movie is about their friendship, and it's so fucking good. The screenplay is incredible. And then today, I watched Election, which is like this. What is going on? What? Is that you? What is happening, bro? Sounds like someone's sawing something. <laughs> what it's is gone that? now. It's gone now. Okay. <laughs> what? Maybe it was me because I didn't hear anything. It was that in was... your background. It was like. <laughs> Oh, because I had my, my mic muted. going. Maybe like the Discord like blocking thing like failed for a second. It's okay. I watched Election, which is this 1999 comedy. I think you guys would really like this movie. Yeah. So it has uh, Matthew Broderick, who's the guy that played Ferris Bueller, okay. and it's got Reese Witherspoon. So it's 1999, and it's a film about Reese Witherspoon's character trying to win an election the whole thing revolves around a school election for president mm -hmm. of the school council and then matthew broderick is the teacher and but the thing is it's like very i didn't realize how fucking horny this movie is or like it's very about sex where so reese witherspoon is like a uh junior so she's like 16 or 17 or something and then matthew broderick is just they're just talking about their lives and stuff and then randomly it cuts to a teacher walking up to matthew broderick looking at the girl and going you wouldn't believe how wet her pussy can get 
And I found it, it's a, it's, she had a relationship with this one teacher, and Matthew Broderick, like, fucked it up by telling the principal and making him, like, stop being in a relationship with her. So the rest of the movie is, uh, the movie is about how people lie and trick into success because the girl kind of lies and tricks her way into winning the president. And this, and so the whole movie is just about how different people make it to success, but it's really fucking funny. And... Yeah. It's really good. It's on Prime, but I I got the Criterion, so it's really good. Um, Directed by the same guy who did that movie Downsizing with. Oh yeah, I noticed thing. that. Like this guy went downhill. He has a very interesting catalog. I looked at his, like it's very diverse stuff. But yeah, also produced by MTV. You already know. <laughs> and that's it. Well. Next episode, I'm going to kill myself. Opening.